What's up? Seven Deuce Trace here on the Moto X Pod Show. Hey, this is Chase Sexton. You're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. It's episode 136 of the Moto X-Pod show. Stoked to be back, jamming a little of the new tool. That's some Tempest. DJ TJ is in studio. We'll say hi to him in just a second, but let's thank our sponsors first. Our title sponsor, Torque One Racing, bringing you the best high-quality performance parts in the business at an economical price. Check out TorqueOneRacing.com for grips, handlebars, shifters, brake pedals, and more. Johnny and Torque One Racing has come back on board for 2020. So please support them as they support us. Also, Shock Sock still on board. The number one 10-second removal fork seal protector. All Sport Dynamics wrist braces, blood lubricant, oil lines. Don't forget, there is a Moto X Pod Show discount code if you go to uh, bloodlubricants.com. Fly Racing back on board for 2020. Power Band Racing for your WP suspension needs. Acherby's USA is coming on board for 2020. Uh, well, that's tentative. It sounds like they're coming aboard, so we're going to give them a commercial for now. It has not been finalized. But if you guys want to send an email to a Churby's and let them know that you'd like them to be part of the Moto X-Pod show, please do. And uh, X-Brand. X-Brand Goggles is on board for 2020 as well. X-Brand Goggles have grown into the choice of goggles for many of the top privateers like Ben LeMay, John Short, and Hep Motorsports, as well as many other riders like 2017 Hair and Hound and Works Champion Gary Sutherland. So go to xbrand.com, that's eksbrand.com, or hit me up, darksidemx3 at AOL, for any X-Brand questions, prices, anything that like that you've got. DJ TJ, what's up? What's up, man? Dude, just glad to be back. Um, it's been a little while since you've been in studio. How many times have you um, listened to the new tool? Uh, I don't know. I listened to the album five pro- times probably in a row once I got it. Just um, <laughs> un- unreal, unreal how talented those guys I, are i gotta say that i did listen to the um what do you got the Kiefer podcast mm-hmm. that the you music did, one yeah the music one and it was actually really good yeah I, my I, wife even listened and liked it yeah so well i, I guess that's a, a praise i suppose yeah it was good um but, and you know yeah, me i'm huge into music yeah but. right that's sarcasm for those that don't <laughs> know dude it's just unreal the, the music like that's this song here tempest there was an interview with their guitar player and he's talking about how like other real well-known drummers were asking, did you guys use the drum loop for that? Because he's playing, I don't know all the terminology, but he's just talking about it. He's playing, they called it Tempest and they started the name of the, instead of a T it's a seven. Yeah. Because there's seven something in the song. Like again, I'm not a music major or anything. But right. I got you. He's basically playing with his right hand. Um, something like, five beats per bar or something. He's playing three different polynomial beats, whatever that is, something like that. One with his right hand, one with his left hand, and one with his feet all at the same time, and he's looping it seven times. And if you listen to the end of the song where he, Dan, Danny Carey starts just going off on the drums, it's almost impossible to wrap your brain around what he's doing. Oh, how hard it is to yeah, do it's that. Just, I the, you. you start listening to all the different little beats yeah, he's doing yeah. at one time. 
and then he does it seven times over and over and over. Oh, wow. And he's going to have to play that live, too, somehow. Dude, this is awesome. I mean, but anyway. So, um, yeah, again, we're going to just do a quick intro. We're running up against time here. We've got uh, Michael Acaden coming on, privateer Michael Acaden, in just about five minutes. And then Lorenzo Lucrucio is going to come on. So just another quick show with this off-season stuff. We're going to keep them kind of short and tight as much as we can. Um, so, yeah, hope you guys are listening. We are going to announce the winner of the Blood Lubricants Oil probably tomorrow because I lost. I, I picked a winner and I lost it, so i got to find it. So sorry about that. And we've got one more week on the Fly Racing Main Event Backpack. If you guys want the Fly Racing Main Event Backpack, email us, motoxpodshow at gmail.com. Tell us why you want it. And that's pretty much as simple as it is. We're going to draw a name. Uh, I've got a bunch of emails already. One more week. We'll pick that winner before ne- by next Tuesday. And like I said, the Blood Lubricants winner I will announce on Instagram sometime, hopefully tonight, once I figure out where I put the name of the winner. Uh, TJ, anything <laughs> else? Nope, that's it. I'm just trying to get the YouTube live stuff working. We, yeah, with the new, we new have soundboard. A, I think we have a way to do it, but obviously I had to break out our old computer, which <laughs> I hate computers. They just, like... I can't jet them. I can't right, change right. the timing. Can't tune them. I can't tune them. I can't make sure. them work. So they're we're retarded. I mean, why can't with the technology of nowadays and how much my phone can do? Why can they not just make laptops? Just do what the Simple. f they're supposed to do. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm not. I don't understand the computer stuff very much. So, uh, but all right, we're gonna take a break. We'll be back with Michael Caden. Hey, Kylie. Does your husband have to deal with leaking shafts? No way, Kathy. He uses shock socks the original and number one 10-second removable fork sill protector. Looks like the best way to keep grit and grime out of your fork seals. So, if you don't want the headache and expense of constantly replacing fork seals, get Shock Socks. Go to shocksocks.com and visit them on Facebook to pick your color. And don't forget, they are available for street bikes too. What's up, Moto X Pod listeners? This is Darkside, and as motocross racers, one of our top priorities is safety. That's why All Sport Dynamics wrist braces are one of my favorite products. All Sport Dynamics sees themselves as the Picasso of safety braces. Their passion for design and developing beautiful braces never stops. They've had the privilege to work with some of the largest names in the sports industry and have established a reputation for always bringing innovation to the table with every brace. For the pro chasing the championship or the six-year-old whose mom wants to avoid a broken bone, please try All Sport Dynamic Wrist Braces. Go to motocrosswristbrace.com or check out Instagram at wristbraceguy or call 936-569-1003 and ask for Jeff Brewer or Gary White. And keep in mind, these are the wrist braces that Justin Bogle, Joey Savacci, Weston Pike, Adam Cianciarello, Matt Gerke, and Brock Tickleware in their pro careers. Check them out, All Sports Dynamic Braces. Powerband Racing is a suspension company dedicated to providing best service and products. They are committed to developing new products and improve your ride. They want your suspension to be the best it can be. They're based out of Minneapolis, and they're a WP authorized service center and trusted by Ryan Sipes. Many bikes to big bikes, they cover them all. Powerband Racing has your suspension covered. Contact them at 320-983-3400 and follow them on Facebook or Instagram. All right, guys, we're back with our first guest of the night who's brought to you by X-Brand Goggles. X-Brand Goggles has grown into the choice of goggles for many of the top privateers like Ben LeMay, John Short, Alex Ray, Kyle Chisholm, 
and 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion Gary Sutherland. Check out eksbrand.com or email me, darksidemx3 at AOL, for all your X-Brand needs. X-Brand Goggles brings us Mr. Michael Caden. What's up, Michael? Not a whole lot, guys. How are y'all? Doing good, man. It's uh, good to talk to you. I think this is the first time we've had you on the show, and I apologize for that. Yeah, man. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I suck, man. I'm sorry. Um, let's let's talk about. Um, you mean you're a true privateer, dude? You're you're uh, Kentucky. You're. I, I read some stuff on you that some articles have been written. You know, I know you're like a full time plumber, or you work for a plumbing contractor, but then you go race Supercross. Um, how, I mean, how difficult is that? Uh, I mean, it was. I mean, I, right now I've actually uh, about a year ago I, I stopped working for uh, is my father-in-law a plumbing contractor for me, but uh, but yeah, for, for those four years I was working for him and racing full time. It was it was tough, but I mean, at the end of the day, like when you uh, um, have something you want to do so bad that you just kind of figure out a way to make it all happen. You just you know you cut out watching TV or whatever else you have, and you just kind of make it happen. So I mean. No regrets as far as, as that. I mean, I I loved what I did and, and racing, and, uh, you know, it was, it was all worth it for sure. Yeah, so how, let's go back in time, man. Like, I always like to do this. And kind of just how did you get your start in motocross uh, racing? Did, was your parents into it? Did you see it on TV? You know, what what, what first got your foot in the, in the water? Yeah, so my, my dad uh, always wanted to do it growing up. And uh, never was able until he had uh, four boys, and then we all kind of started it together. So um, we all started and learned at the same time. And um, you know, growing up, it was you know riding once or twice a month ish. And then uh, once I started to to get to drive myself, you know, that's when I really started to pick up and uh, able to, to ride my or drive myself to practice. Right. And, uh, you know, that's when I really progressed and, and wanted to chase this as a you know, professionally and see what I, what I could do with it. So you're saying you didn't, you weren't like going all over the place on like fifties and traveling and all that kind of stuff. No, not really. Uh, and like I said, I got three other brothers and not all of us were into racing. So, you know, my parents, you know, we all played soccer. We all had other activities and, um, you know, went to school full time. And uh, so, yeah, we were, they were spread thin to where we just really couldn't, um, you know, nobody to blame really, but just, wasn't, we weren't able to. So as soon as I turned uh, 16 and was able to drive, I, you know, kind of really excelled and decided, Hey, you know, let's, let's do something here. And, and, uh, I've always, I was always, you know, gifted growing up and, you know, for the little bit that I did ride, I was able to do well, but, uh, we didn't really pursue a whole lot besides Loretta's every other year type of deal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So once you decided to go, uh, make a run at it, really you noticed that you had some talent, you know, um, what what were the like, what'd you do to start making those doors open for you? Did you start going to local sponsors? I mean, how'd you get bikes? How'd you get help to do all that? Uh, I mean, my dad still, you know, obviously supported me a hundred percent. He just couldn't always be there. Yeah. But uh, you know, the support came from my parents initially, and then uh, as as I started doing better and better, you know, I would kind of put the feelers out and talk to people and. Uh, kind of the whole sponsor deal was kind of my deal and my parents were just like, yeah, if you can get that, that's great, you know, but, uh, so I kind of had to figure it out on my own, you know, trial and error and, yeah. uh, you know, send resumes every August and, <laughs> you know, just try to, try to learn how to do it all. So just kind of, uh, figured it out and, uh, 
um, just kind of, you know, went from there. And what year did you go pro? It was my first year pro was 2005, actually. Okay. Uh, I'm an older guy. Um, but, you know, should have I been out there? Maybe not. <laughs> deal, but, you know, that's how I learned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just threw yourself <laughs> into Supercross. Huh? You learn quick. So, um, but yeah, after, after that, you know, we just, that's when I, you know, when you start riding with professional riders and you, you look the part, play the part, and you start acting the part. So. so did you, like, when you were traveling, that kind of stuff, did you head to, like, a training facility? How, how did you, because most guys can't just pick up that kind of pro-level speed just training on their own, or are you just, did you just do that? Um, I would say I'm, I'm one of the fewer guys that uh, I never went to a training facility. Um, I I was very good at watching people and then mimicking that and and just gaining speed that way. And we had we had some local guys around us uh, or the Sites boys. They're not local, but Ryan Sites, uh, Pooh Sites, always looked at you know looked up to them and tried to chase them. So I had a lot of people that would you know help uh, help my learning curve quite a bit. So when I did when I was able to ride, I uh, I sure took full advantage of it and. Uh, anytime we go practice or racing, you know, I'm in three or four classes or however many I can be in. So anytime yeah. I was able to ride, I took 100% advantage of that. Yeah, that um, mimicking the faster guys to get better is how I get hurt. Yeah, I think I can do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, you got to know your limits there, you know. Yeah, you learn them pretty quick. Although I, I will say at Underground a couple of weeks ago, Lane Shaw was doing a section that in my mind all day, I was like, I think I could do that. And then I saw him do it and I was like, okay, now I got it. And I did nail it. But then I crashed in the next turn. I'm about I, to say, yeah, how long did that last? Uh, one turn. I, I crashed. <laughs> yeah, I got overly You're excited. so excited that you went ahead and crashed. That's literally what it was. I was so excited that when I missed the shift going into the corner, I just tipped over, and I was like, you know what? It's time to end my day. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> good move, man. So, hey, Michael. Oh, go ahead. Did you have no, I'm just saying that was a good move, man. That stuff happens. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, so when I really, one of the big things I remember where I really started noticing your name was uh, A2 a couple years ago and your bike was stolen and that became a big story. And if I'm not mistaken, Mathis had you on and uh, you found your bike through social media, basically. Um, did you notice like a, a, a lot of people start to follow you and know who you were after that? Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that, I mean, that whole situation was uh, absolutely crazy and and honestly, things fell perfectly into the line for me to find that bike. And social media was uh, obviously huge. And, and then me and a buddy, Jake Rice, we stayed up, you know, all through the night after racing that evening. And uh, we, by the grace of God, dude, we found that we happened to watch him with binoculars as he was unloading it at one of his properties. And, uh, <laughs> and um, but yeah, so I had like 3,000 followers before that happened. And literally overnight, that those that number doubled. So wow. So so this is like some crazy. like some SEAL Team Six. Like how did that how did that go down? Yeah, SEAL Team Six, pretty much. Um, and honestly, I, that was my only bike. And I said, and we had some clues. And uh, so you know, I can't just sit around knowing that there's clues out there. And you know, what else am I gonna do? I can't <laughs> right. ride. So yeah. Uh, so me and uh, Jake, man, we just we took off, and the where we found it was three hours north west of uh anaheim where it got stolen from um but yeah we just we kept on going around to these three different properties that we were told could be 
and uh, yeah, we happened to find it. Like that wow. could literally be like a, a part of Supercross the movie part two. You know, you could that could be a storyline. <laughs> it sounds so it sounds so far fetched, but it's it's just rad, man, that it all worked out. And I mean, I bet as a privateer, you said that's your only bike. You had to be anybody that gets something stolen is freaking out. But then you're like, this is also sort of how you make my, my livelihood yeah. to a degree, you know. And I I, I can't even imagine yeah. all the ups and downs, the roller coaster of emotions that that night, that 24 hour period. Yeah, and uh, it wasn't even my bike. It was a, a shop's bike from from back home. So literally, oh. I, I lost their bike and was thinking, man, I, now I got to owe them a bike and don't even have one. Uh, but um, yeah, I mean, I I stayed pretty calm and i just kind of put my head when i had the clues i put my head down did some research on my laptop for like three hours and uh, you know had a lot of help with social media and and uh i mean there's a whole pulp show of that yeah. too but uh, uh yeah i just put my head down persevered through what i just wanted to go to sleep at that point but we found him uh like 11 a.m or 12 a.m the next day so i'd already been up for 36 hours and Jeez. running on adrenaline at that point right but, uh Man, honestly, that was a, a lesson in perseverance. You know, if you have clues and and you you have some confidence that you can get something done, then just go for it, and you never know what can happen. Yeah, that's a really cool story. Uh, did you have something, TJ? Yeah, I just wanted to just and also I'm kind of scatterbrained, so I jump around. I meant to ask a second ago about your amateur stuff. That that's very interesting to me because of being involved with the amateur stuff. What was like? How did how was your like your best results at Loretta's and and that kind of stuff? Because if you coming in like that at 16 years old, I know a lot of the amateur teams don't pick up the older kids. Yeah, yeah, I, I never was even probably looked at or considered one bit as far as amateur. Um, I did go to Loretta's uh, for the first time on a 50, and that's you know how the 50 class is. Yeah. It's all about kind of talent. Um, but I never never made it back until. Like I said, I was 16 and was in the A class and just kind of put my head down and really going for it. So, uh, yeah, my my amateur career was, you know, just it was nothing. I, I We didn't go to big races. We had fun at home. And, you know, my three brothers would race here and there. So it was just a fun thing. And, That's awesome. And so I got yep. the bug and I was like, man, let's do something here. Let's see, let's see how far we can go. Yeah, it's really great that you were, you know, able – any of the privateers like yourself that, that gets a chance to – you know, you're not one of the recruited kids or whatever, but you still get to go do what you love and make night shows. And I mean, you're living the dream, you know, you know, enjoying what you're doing. It's, you can't really ask for a whole lot more. Um, I mean, obviously you would love to be on a factory ride, but this fact that you still get to go race supercross and, you know, I, I read that, you know, you've had your wife helping you out as a mechanic and she doesn't, you know, give you any slack. I mean, that's pretty badass to have your chick with you and just, I mean, the, you know, not everybody gets that. That's that's something that you'll look back on when you're old and be like, damn, that was really an awesome time. Yeah, we, we've been blessed, man. We've been traveling, going to races, and, uh, you know, making a little bit of money, just enough to keep going to the next one. It's nothing right. glorious, but at the same time, we're able to travel the United States and sometimes, you know, outside the United States racing dirt bikes. And, you know, I've racing dirt bikes is I've never found anything else that has the same combination of uh, mental strength and physical strength and adrenaline. You know, nothing else compares to it. And anytime you're on like a supercross track, learning the track for the first time, and you only get, uh, what, five minutes to learn the track or right. whatever it is. Uh, I mean, you're, you're 
set right into it, and you just got to figure it out. So that the whole mental aspect, the physical, and uh, just the adrenaline. I just haven't found anything else that compares to it, and I, you know, I just love it, man. Oh yeah. I really enjoy the challenge of having to figure out a track extremely quick, and uh, I mean, the ch- you can never, you can never uh, top out. You're always there's always something to improve on, and uh, that right there is like just kind of fuel for my fire. Just, I love challenging myself and improving. Absolutely. So as you now transitioning like you know, away from working and and now focusing full time on the bike what's like, what have you changed your program? Like how do what do you do now to go to try to make it to that next level? Well, I mean, to be honest with you, I'm actually, I'm 31, turn 32 tomorrow. Uh, but you know, I'm not going to make any huge improvements, um, you know, on the bike. So on, and actually I have a, a baby due, a baby boy is going to be due in a couple of weeks. Oh, wow. Well, well happy birthday, uh, happy birthday and congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, man. It's an exciting time. Yeah. But, I mean, as far as racing, I'm, I'm not, I'm definitely not saying I'm done, but I'm not going to be doing a full season next year. Okay. And, uh, we're just going to see how the baby goes. But, um, but yeah, my wife is super supportive. She really enjoys it, and uh, like you all were saying earlier, she really does not cut me any slack. If, if I if I don't do well, man, she, I know about it. As soon as I get back, she won't talk to me or. Uh, wow, the cold know. shoulder over not yeah. over not doing good. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. So I mean, that's funny. I, I wouldn't have it any other way though. She um, she's very uh, involved and um, wants me to do my best. And if I if I'm not riding the way I should or could, you know, she's she's not going to sugarcoat anything. And I, I'm glad because I don't want to. I don't like little sugarcoats anywhere. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Um, so, hey, 2018, you rode with the Team TXS Productions with Bubba Poly team. And then last year, or this year, you did a, you kind of did some races on your own. Was that right? Or did you have some more support this year? No, this year was on my own uh, pretty much. I, and I threw it together kind of last minute. Um, but, uh, yeah, last year in 18, Bubba and I were on the same team. And that was some really cool stuff that we did together. Um, you know, we kind of helped build the TXS team. Right. Up. And uh, we were at every race, um, and we, you know, Bubba made a couple mains. I didn't make any mains, but I was consistently there. Um, I did have a couple injuries that kept me from uh, some races, but it was a, it was a good year, good traveling. Um, and we learned a lot as far as you know sponsorship and how to kind of build teams and uh, look for outside sponsorship. And uh, Bubba's really good at all that. Yeah, I, I noticed that a little bit because our buddy Scotty Winterstrom was on that team this year, and Blood Lubricants came on board, who is a, a sponsor of our show. And yeah, it seemed like you know I like seeing those small teams, you know, uh, like Team All South, and just a group of guys that are true privateers and out there busting their butts during the week and don't really have a lot of help. Uh, I mean, that's the backbone of our sport, as we always say, the privateers. Without you guys, there's not much of a show. You know, I mean, you could have four or five, ten top riders, but it's it's nice to have you, – you can't have what we have in Supercross without the privateers showing up, and uh, you guys do not get enough credit for how talented you are. I mean, that was, that gets talked about all the time. You know, if you're – hell, they were talking about it last night, you know, uh, on Pulp. If if you're fifth place, everybody says you suck. But, I mean, shit, if you make a night show, you're a bad mother effer. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's kind of a thing. I think that privateers – really help the uh the top five guys look as good as they are right because we're we're doing things and we we're we're feeling fast we're like man we really can't go any faster 
and then uh, Tomac or Muskan or whoever, <laughs> they just blow right by us. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah, I was just it's, talking about that at Underground the other day when I was out there. Like, I'm a, I'm a vet sea rider, TJ here, saying we're slow old guys. And you get a guy like Kieran Thurman or Lane Shaw who are out there, and they go by you so freaking fast. And then you're like, hell, they don't even make night shows sometimes, or they don't make main events. You know, they're they're not even close. Right. How is that physically possible? It's, it's unreal, the levels. But, I mean, yeah, a guy like yourself is still insanely talented and – should be making a lot more money doing what you do when you're out there. It's really unfortunate that our sport is as small as it is. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean we kind of knew that going in. Right. We weren't. Uh, we didn't become privateers to, to make a living. Man, we <laughs> for myself, I enjoy it. I love it. Awesome. Well, hey, before we let you go, I want to ask you two things. I'd like um, if you have any good road stories, just traveling across the country. Um, anything exciting, funny, scary ever happen? Uh. Dude, really? My road trip stories are pretty mellow. I just, I, I'm a smooth driver, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, there's a, there's always car trouble, whatever. Yeah. Uh, actually, in Texas, y'all know Van Martin pretty well. Oh but, yeah. Uh, for Houston last year, Bubba's van broke down, and we were stuck there for like four days after um, the second round in Houston, and we had to drive back to Anaheim for a two. <laughs> uh, we barely made it back in time, but we didn't really know Van that well. But he took us in and. Um, it was cool for privateer to help out other privateers and he asked for nothing and he kind of helped feed us and he's good uh, people and took care of us. So it was, that was pretty cool. I mean, that's a, that's a story worth telling. He's, yeah. a, he's a good guy, but um, yeah, no, no creative stories, man. I'm sorry. I'm kind of bored as far as that. No, that's, that's cool. What you got TJ? So I got a question then, since you don't have any crazy stories, you got any good advice for some of the kids coming up that maybe aren't, you know, the team green prodigies and all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, I think I'm a pretty good story as far as like, if you can, uh, if you can dream it and you want it bad enough, uh, it doesn't matter if you're an amateur sensation or, or anything. So yeah, just keep on keeping on work hard. Um, one of my biggest, I'm a pretty hard worker as far as, you know, at home and training and at going to, you know, another job. Right. Uh, I'm considering myself a hard worker, but I wish I would have worked even harder. Um, that, you know, you just can't work too hard unless you're overtraining, but. I don't think a lot of guys are overtrained. So, yes, work at it. If you want it bad enough, you'll get it. Yeah, and for a lot of people that don't know, you're pretty well educated as well. I mean, you've got some degrees, right? Yeah, I have a mechanical engineering degree and then an MBA as well that I haven't touched yet, but I, I have them <laughs> in my back pocket. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's dope for those kids like TJ was talking about. You can still go practice and race and train. You still got to work a job. You can still go to school and you can still race supercross. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. that's, that's a really cool story. Um, so I got one more question then, since you didn't have any really crazy road stories, give me your craziest LCQ story. Mm, on the spot here. Um, yeah, I should have given you some heads up probably. <laughs> There's really not, I mean, I've, I've, completely watered myself up going for it but uh last lap kind of thing oh well here's 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 one i mean nothing crazy but and i lowered my brake pedal on my my bike because of this but going from uh it was a right hand 180 bolt turn into a triple um stuck my leg out in the corner just like everybody does sure Went to put it back on the foot peg but i put it back on the brake pedal instead as i was going to face the triple Whoa. so that was a that was a red flag situation. I was knocked out, broke a collarbone. That was a two like five six years ago. Oh, but, wow! Yeah, just, 
Yeah, if you're trying to put your foot back on a foot peg, make sure you get the foot peg. <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah, that's those are the uh, the tip race tips of the night that you know we don't get on TV. You know, Jeff, <laughs> Jeff Emick doesn't get. Yeah, uh, that was yeah. Keys yeah. to the race. Keys to the race. Yeah, <laughs> push your foot on the foot peg, not the brake pedal. Yeah, I love it. That's awesome, Michael. That's right. Hey, man. Hey, does uh, does WL, WL sponsor this show too? Who's that? Does uh, John Anderson at W? Uh, no, we've too? talked about it, but he hasn't come on board yet. But John's a great is a friend of the show for sure. Yeah. Well, he. I was listening to the Pulp Show a couple weeks ago or last week, whichever it was. Yeah, he was on he, there. Yep. And uh, I got to tell tell everybody like tell him uh, thanks again. And he when uh, when I was on the Pulp Show, both Mathis and him came together and got me a set of wheels. That's when right. My, uh, bike was stolen. So, um, and I haven't I haven't talked to them in a while so i just wanted to say thanks again to to both steve and um john as far as that goes i still have my rear man i exploded my front but i still have my rear <laughs> well <laughs> i gotta i gotta call him next week anyways to order some yeah. wheels and we'll pass that on for sure yep yeah, yeah I, i'll be seeing them november 1st at the vet national so yeah but uh yeah they're good people man i i do remember when they did that for you that's really cool great story michael yeah and thanks for coming on for a little bit man and um you know, I hope to see you at a couple rounds in 2020. And I, I know you said you don't really, you may not be completely done, but hopefully you'll make a few rounds and we'll get to say hi and interview in person. Yeah, absolutely. And thanks for having me on here, guys. Appreciate it. Absolutely, man. You have a good night. You got to. Thank Later, you. man. All right, thanks. Bye. Bye. All right, that's Michael Acadian. Um And also, I, I, skipped, <laughs> I skipped one of our sponsor pages in the reads. So I, I got to thank Extreme Colors. Kirk Hunter for his custom painting helmets. Uh, and, of course, Works Wheels and Mods. Brett Hooper, he does fantastic Cerakoting, engine work, suspension work. If, if, you don't, if you have a bike that does not have WP suspension, hit up Works Wheels and Mods. Uh, all the sponsor links are on our MotoXPodShow.com sponsor page. So let's take another break. We'll go to a commercial and be back with Lorenzo LaCruccio. Heck yeah. Since 1998, Fly Racing has been focused on developing the best gear possible. With research and development, they have become a leader in safety and comfort. Fly Racing is worn by many of the top athletes in motocross and supercross, including Weston Pike, Blake Baggett, Zach Osborne, Andrew Short, Damon Bradshaw, and Adam and Tyler Antonap. I wear fly wear fly too. 2019 Fly Racing line includes the popular Light Hydrogen, the new Evolution DST line, the all-new Women's Light line, a redesigned F2 helmet, the FR5 boot, and Zone and Zone Pro goggles. Fly Racing also has hard parts for mountain bike products and snow gear. Go to flyracing.com or check out your local dealer for more info. If you're looking for top quality hard parts, you need to visit Torque One Racing. Torque One Racing has a passion for the racing industry and are a proud supporter of the Moto X Pod Show. Find the flow with Torque One Racing handlebars, levers, shifters, brake pedals, and grips. Torque One Racing is the title sponsor of the Moto X Pod Show, so support those who support us. Visit TorqueOneRacing.com and order your Defy Lock On Grips today. Blood Lubricant Signature Products. Blood Power Sport Series, Blood Racing Pro Series, and Blood Racing Pro Elite Series were all created to bring out the highest level of performance and protection for all types of racing. From dirt track to off-road, motocross, supercross, and drag racing, bloodlubricants.com has what you need. Along with their oil lines, Blood Lubricants provides chain loop, degreaser, polyclean, and other top-notch products. Independent tests have shown Blood Lubricant oils to allow your bikes to run up to 30 degrees cooler. 
Give Jeff Green and Blood Lubricants a try and you won't be disappointed. Blood Lubricant sponsors of Tyler Powers, Team PRMX, Team TXS, and many other pro supercross and motocross riders. Visit bloodlubricants.com today. For decades, Acherby's has been the leader in moto plastic and accessories. With research and development, they continue to be on the top step of the podium each year. With products that fit perfectly, look amazing, and last, Acherby's is what you need. Acherby's is the proud sponsor of Factory Red Bull KTM, Factory Kawasaki, TLD KTM, and many more teams. If you're looking for full plastic kits, individual pieces, discards, chain guide sliders and blocks, frame guards, gear, or any other of the numerous products Acherby's offers, visit acherbysusa.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and Brian and the crew will take care of you. Make sure to let them know that the Moto X Pod Show sent you. All right, we are back with episode 136 of the Moto X Pod Show. And on the line with us, brought to you by Works Wheels and Mods. Brett Hooper at Works Wheels and Mods is the place to go for motor work and any Cerakoting needs you have. If you want to add that factory look to your suspension, brake system, wheels, or anything else, contact Brett at hoop2814 at gmail.com. Works Wheels and Mods brings us Mr. Lorenzo Lucrucio. What's up, Lorenzo? Not much, man. Just getting my day down here in Florida. Getting ready for another one. Yeah, you down there training hard? No, uh, I'm just pretty much right now just doing, you know, the workouts and cycling and stuff like that. I don't have a bike yet, so. Okay. I'm just kind of staying in shape and laying low. Yeah, so I know it's a little early, but do you have anything set up or outlined for 2020? No, I wish. I wish I did. No. How how stressful is that for a guy like you, you know, a privateer, um, you know, every year, it's just, I mean, I know even some of the factory guys at times have this when they're on a contract year, but I mean, for a privateer like yourself to just really not know, and it could be two, three weeks before the season starts, before you know anything. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's not the first year, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> right, right. It's been, the, I think the third year and it seems like every year, everything gets harder and harder. Uh, but it's for sure stressful, uh, I wish I knew what I was doing next year already by now so I could just focus on it and just get ready. Uh, but, yeah, this is the cards, the cards I've been dealt with, and uh, I'm just going to work through it. Whatever happens, happens. So as this goes on and as the year, like, I guess the off season moves on, do you plan to, like, privateer it fully with your own bike and a sprinter kind of deal until something comes up, or how does that work out? Yeah, as a sound, I mean – I just got to get ready regardless, even, you know, if I get a call or not. Uh, but, yeah, like I said, it's not, like, really a full detail thing that yeah. I got going on yet. Uh, if I have to go on, but, like, do it on my own again, I'll do it again on my own. But I'm trying to stay away from it because it's, <laughs> it's many of you guys know it's, it gets hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't even imagine having to figure out the, the budget and the travel and working on your bikes and, you know, everything that goes into racing and going across the country and doing it by yourself. Uh, you know, we were just on the phone with Michael Acaden a little bit ago and talking about like the privateer life. And, um, we were talking about, you know, guys like yourself who are still some of the baddest, you know, mother effers in the world racing motocross and you really don't get a lot of support. Don't get a lot of help because it's all the help is really swayed to the elite 
10 or 15 or whatever. Um, and it just, it really sucks because you guys, as I've said, are the backbone of the sport. Yeah, for sure. Like, you know, if you think about it, uh, I mean, we just need to grow the sport more. Uh, you can see golf, you know, baseball, football, soccer, you know, just a lot of them that you see a lot of people are like in the 300 rank and they still make, you know, thousands of dollars. So, yeah. uh, you know, it's a hard sport, so, I mean, you just got to be in your top game if you want to make money, you know? Right, and I think there's ways to do it. Everybody has their ideas. You know, obviously, one of the, the primary ways would be if the promoters, the Felds, and the MX Sports would pay out more at the bottom of the, the finishing order, um, you know, having to realize that you guys have to get to the next races and, make you know, uh, and but how you make them do that, I have no idea, um, and it's just going to be an ongoing battle. I'm sure. Let's talk about 2019 a little bit though. I mean, you, uh, you had the legends and heroes ride, uh, in Supercross, which was a little unusual, but it seemed like you, uh, it, you know, worked out fairly well for you. How did you feel about that? Yeah, for sure. That was good. Uh, I mean, it was something completely new for me. And like, I, like you said, it worked good. Uh, you know, it's been one of my most solid seasons so far. So I'm happy with that. I like the bike, you know, I like the crew that I was with and, like I said, it, it was just good. You know, I I was riding the best I have ever. Uh, I kind of didn't show up the racing after the first race, and I was killing it in practice, and then I would show up to the race to where it actually counted, and I yeah. didn't deliver. So, uh, so yeah, this year it was a little frustrating in that part. But then, and on that, yeah, like I said, they they took care of me for Supercross, so I can't complain that. I mean, I like I said, I finished the whole season without a, a big injury. You know, I missed a couple rounds, but I was just for another uh, problem. Uh, it wasn't like an injury or like bike or anything. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, like I said, it was it was solid this year. How did that deal come about? Yeah. So pretty much at the end, uh, well, not at the end, but like at the early before the season started, like December, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got in touch with Cassini Motorsports, and they said, "Yeah, you, you know, we want to help you out." And then they they used to help out getting out that, and then yeah, pretty much it went all about like that. And then part of the deal was uh, Ladies and Heroes, so I got in touch with Alex over Ladies and Heroes, and then we yeah, they all worked out the the deal, and then like I said, I was able to to race for them. Yeah, that that was really cool. I, I thought that you know I went to A one and. We were walking around the pits, you know, or a couple of the rounds, and like be like out out of the normal area where the Legends Heroes group is, and then hey, there's Lorenzo. It's just it was kind of different, but I mean, I'm glad something that they you know they were able to help you out, and it was it worked well for you. And then you did TPJ uh, Privateer Journey uh, outside outside or in outdoors. Um, we traveled with your wife, and how many did you make every round of outdoors? Yeah, uh, yeah, I made them all. Uh, at the beginning, I planned on doing it on my own, and then I talked to Ted. You know, he's like, help out and whatnot. So I joined the the crew side. Uh, and, yeah, like I said, they, this Ted's an awesome guy. He yeah. does a lot for the privateers. I feel like he doesn't even get half of the recognition he deserves. So, uh, yeah, like I said, he gave me a place a place to keep, you know, keep my bike, uh, parts. You know, he feeds me, my dad, my mom, <laughs> my sister. So it was good. Uh but yeah, I did all of the rounds. Uh, I, I was I showed up to every round. Uh, yeah. So yeah, 
But yeah, Ted, Ted is good, good people. I, I saw him a couple of weeks ago at one of our local at the Swan at the Pro Challenge, and he, he brought you up as one of the guys that he was really proud of this year. Um, so, yeah, you know, coming from Venezuela, um, are there any opportunities for you to go home? Uh, like, are there money races back in Venezuela that you could do during the off season, or or even go over to Europe and do any of those races? Yeah, no, I wish there was money races or any kind of money at, at home. Yeah. Uh, but but no, yeah, the championship right there is like very small nowadays. Uh, you know, there's five or six guys per class. Oh wow. Uh, yeah, so it's kind of dying down. Uh, so yeah, no there, and then yeah, like I said, I'm open to options. Uh, uh, you know, to go race in Europe. Uh, you know, some off season races, and then you know, maybe full time. So I don't know. Uh, like I said, nothing, nothing will have to come about. So, right. But I'm, I'm open for anything. Um, so I, I talked to, uh, Brett Hooper earlier who works with and mods and he said that he has, he's done some work for you before and helped you out a little bit. And, um, you got any good Brett stories, anything he's done that, you know, you can make fun of him for, or just any way he's really helped you out. Oh man. Hoops. Uh, <laughs> he's a funny guy. If you he is. Yeah. You just start talking to him, he starts sweating already. Right. <laughs> You're right. That's funny. Yeah. He uh I give him crap for for that. We'll be it'll be like fifty degrees outside and we'll be freezing our butts and super cuts and you turn around and see Brad and he's already sweating. <laughs> that's he's it's nervous. He's nervous energy or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's. I would like to give him grass. Yeah, he's good people too. He uh, he's done some work on my bike, and yeah, we we love hoops. Um, so I had heard or I'd read that you might have had a chance to do some GPS. I think it was this year. Did that fall through, or what? Or did I just have bad information? Yeah, no, uh, no, you're correct. Uh, I, uh before uh, no, actually, out of after Atlanta, I got contacted uh, to go do the whole well not the whole season but the from the second race on that's right you know till the end to the end of the season uh i was signed i was ready and then the deal was i was getting to the tournament race because i was the home race for uh the guys that could see me the dealership so i worked out a deal that that was my last race with them and then i will head over to europe and yeah so we've been trying we at that point we were trying to renew my passport, my Venezuelan passport for the past, you know, I don't know, four months. Okay. Yeah. And and since the, all the situation of Venezuela with the government and you know everything went down, uh, I haven't had any luck. So I still have three months left on my passport. So my plan was to, and you know, the team and everyone was aware of it. So it wasn't like you know I hide that from them or anything. But our plan, our plan, like everyone's plan, was for me to fly over to, uh, to France and then go to the Venezuelan embassy and renew my passport while I was in Europe. Okay. So that was the plan. Uh, you know, I Monday after Daytona, I was in the airport, uh, you know, getting ready to go. And then when I go home with the plane, uh, you know, the people tell me I can't, you know, let me get on the plane because uh, my passport uh, expires in three months and I need uh, – in order to go to Europe and get in Europe, there the, the rules there are that you need to get three months and or more in the uh, passport. So yeah, I couldn't I couldn't end up leaving, and then I spent wow. last the past. Well, after that, I spent the two three weeks trying to get you know 
trying to get in contact with everybody you can think of to renew my passport, you know, have some sort of uh, permit to go to over there and, and whatnot. Uh, they were actually trying to the, so they're having like trouble with the government and like the new government that's trying to come in. Uh, actually, the new government that's trying to come in, they declare like a, a power that if you had a, if you were like outside Venezuela and you had an expired passport, it's still good for like five years. So we're trying to do that, but then they didn't get approved until like a month Jeez. after that. So. It was a chaos. Uh, Sounds like it. those two, yeah, those, definitely those two weeks uh, in my house were really, really stressful. And, uh, but yeah, like I said, after after that, uh, before Nashville Supergrass, so I missed Indy because of that. Because uh, I was trying to leave, you know, I didn't, I pretty much told this guy that I was leaving, so I was yeah. leaving. And then before, uh, you know, before Nashville Supergrass, like a week before, I said. Uh, I told a guy over here, I was like, hey, man, like, I, I, I've been trying my hardest. I see you was even trying his hardest. You know, it wasn't like a lack of effort or anything. It was just, you know, the circum- circumstances. Uh, but, yeah, that's all. Like, uh, you know, we talked about it, and then he said, you know, he needed a rider. I said, you know, I, I don't really know when I can go. So yeah. went on and, and looked for another rider. He signed, he signed Mitchell. So, yeah, it was, it was that. And then I called one of the guys over here. Uh, just to see if they had any chance to take me back. So I said, yeah, your bike's still here, this and that, you get them. <laughs> yeah, those are the like, the, so, the things that, the stories that, like, a lot of the, the general public, the fans don't realize. I mean, with you being, you know, from overseas, or not being from America and having to deal with that, and then being a privateer, like, all the things that privateers have to deal with are stressful enough. And then you add on having to deal with passports and, yeah, yeah, look what happened to Davalos a couple of years ago. Yeah. He's a factory yeah, but, rider. But Martin, at least, was in a position where being a factory rider, he, you know, had like he, he, he was still going to get paid. You know, Lorenzo's yeah. probably like, I got to go race. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, and you got all these other stresses on top of things, and then, ah, oh, man, I just I don't know how you guys do it. You you guys are just, man, you you guys make me proud. Honestly, the 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 privateers make me proud because it's easy, quote unquote for Eli and yeah. Kenny and all that. But you guys, man, are like just warriors. Yeah, and for sure, you know what the worst part it was? So I told the guy on a Monday, uh, and then he signed Mitchell, I think. Well, I told him on Friday he signed Mitchell. Uh, I think it was like Monday or Tuesday or whatnot. Uh, so the Friday after, I got my passport. Like yep, the same yep. week. <laughs> That's right. So I, I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, man, like really <laughs> – well, obviously, it wasn't meant to be, and you have to, I guess, have a positive outlook and go, okay, there was a reason that I didn't go over there. So it was probably for the best. You know, hell, maybe you got over there, you'd gotten hurt or something. So, um, you know, at least you, you still got to race here, and it seemed like it went pretty well. Um, like I said, I saw you, you know, your, your wife was with you, right? And um, did she get to go to all the races with you? No, I don't have a wife. Uh, <laughs> I'm not married. Uh, who was with you then? Was who was with you? No, at- it was just my dad. My dad was with me every weekend. And then, yeah, my mom and sister got to go to, I think, two races this maybe year. Maybe They went sister. to Florida. Oh, maybe that's – yeah, okay, okay. That was your sister then because it was at WW Ranch. So, okay. Yes. yes. I apologize. WW, and then uh, they got the chance to go to Ironman too. Okay. I didn't get to race. I assume that was your wife, so that was my – I should have asked that ahead of time. But, all right, well, still having your family there, being able to go and support, I mean, that has to be pretty cool to be able to do that with your family. 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, my dad, he helps me out with all the regular maintenance and the bikes and whatnot. So yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh, he's, you know, pretty much my mechanic. Uh, but, yeah, we get to travel together and do everything together, so that's cool. Uh, and then, you know, like I said, my mom and sister, you know, like, they go above and me up for me. So cool. yeah, I'm very thankful for that. Absolutely. Um, so let me ask you a couple things, you know, obviously money would be the number one, but what things would you like to see changed, uh, in the sport in general that could help out guys like yourself? Uh, you know, the privateers, is there any rules or any, just anything that really, you know, whether it be the travel schedule, anything that, that really sticks out? I mean, honestly, I just would say the money side of it. And then just not only like the promoter side of it, I'd say, you know, the, OEMs and companies just step up a little bit more yeah. to the privateers uh, to help out just because that's the harder part, you know, keeping off the bikes weekly and then just maintenance overall. I think that's where we struggle the most, where, you know, factory guys get a new engine or, you know, a <laughs> brand new bike every 15 hours. And sure. Then, you know, they change, change chassis every, I don't know, 30, 40 hours. Um, where us, like, for me, I just went to my bike blow and then, you know, <laughs> not really. You know, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, It was almost like, you know, if I bought my bike blue, I, you know, this summer I spent half of the championship without riding because I didn't have a bike. Oh. So, so that's, I think, where it gets harder just to have backup parts or the budget just to be able to just rebuild the thing without having to you know, scratch out for money here and there and like stuff like that. Right. Um, that, I think that's the harder part. Uh, for sure, the traveling don't help. Uh, but yeah, like I said, I just, I would say just to get more help. Yeah. Didn't, you know, uh, didn't, was it Dan Truman that stepped up and helped you a bunch? Yeah. He, Dan, it's funny because every time he just, uh, he helps me all the time. Yeah. Uh, but just every weekend he, he texts me and asks me, hey, how do you, how you think of that this weekend? You got this or that or this or that for the fantasy team? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I was say he's, he's doing that with like some ulterior motive there. Uh, well, you. yes and no. He still really, he, he cares about the privateers, but definitely he, no, he no, really, no, really no, cares. No, no. He, he really cares about before, fantasy. Yeah, he, he does, but like that's just a funny part of that. Yeah. I remember about him because every time he goes, like, he comes to my pit and he's like, hey, bike good? All good? Are you good? <laughs> How are we doing this weekend? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, no, Dan, he's, he's a, you know, he's a warrior. He helps out a lot. So. Absolutely. Yeah. He's a super nice guy too. So even better. Well, uh, I asked Michael Acadian this. I'm going to ask you too, since you're doing the privateer thing and you're on the road, uh, do you have any like horror stories or war stories or anything crazy happen while you're traveling? Uh, well, besides honestly, the, besides the, uh, passport thing. <laughs> Well, honestly, for outdoors, we were, it was the week before Hangtown. I just got bikes, I think it was a Friday. And then on the weekend, we, I rode the bike twice, like Saturday, Sunday. I rode it Monday. Then I pretty much packed everything on the van. I left with a friend because my parents couldn't come with me. And I had pretty much headed to California straight up there just to get suspension, get pipes, you know, get somewhat the bike ready to yeah. go racing the hangdown. Uh, so, yeah, that was a pretty spontaneous uh, 
trip that I didn't really like. I figured what I was saying, like actually on the way to California, uh, yeah. And like my friend, he was like driving while slash, and you know there was like a bunch of deer on the roof. <laughs> It was stressful for sure, and then, like I said, we got to California, and it was like, all right, now I need to get suspension done. I need to get, you know, a pipe, Jeez. graphics, and all this and that. So, yeah. Fun really times. Have, like, yeah, I don't really have, like, any fun stories on right. that. Just struggle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the privateer life, man. I mean, but it's I, I think it's really rad that you keep at it, and – Really look forward to seeing you this year, uh, 2020, and you know, hopefully, hopefully, something to come up for you, man. I mean, I know there's not a lot of those rides out there, but uh, you're one of those guys that's consistent and works hard, and uh, you know, has pretty damn good results. So I think you deserve something, and I believe something to come open for you. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, like I said, I just keep pulling away, doing my own thing until something pops up. And there you go. If not, I'll try to be my the best privateer out there. So. <laughs> well. Uh, well, we appreciate you taking some time for us, Lorenzo. And like I said, I really look forward to seeing you. Uh, we don't know what rounds we're going to make this year, but I definitely be, will look for you once we get there and hopefully do some one-on-one interviews. Yeah, for sure. Can't wait for that. All right, Lorenzo, you have a good night and good luck, man. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thanks right. for having me. Talk okay, see you later, bud. Yep. Lorenzo. Man, I get blown away all the time by – I guess you'd call it the privateer struggle. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's unfortunate. It's sad what they have to deal with. Really? It's, I mean, can you imagine like the, like somebody who is able to, I guess you'd call it make the main event or whatever you want to call in NASCAR. Or if like the football players that play on these teams were having to like, like pay to play. Not even just pay to play, but have to like they all have to carpool to the race because it's uh, to the <laughs> yeah. game. It's, they, yeah, I know a guy. Right. I have a, I have a, seriously have a friend of a friend, and I've met the dude. He was like like on the practice team for one of I, I want to say like Minnesota. And he mm-hmm. lives down here, but he's like on the practice team for their football. And he make from what he says and kind of how he lives in the cars. I think he makes around two hundred thousand dollars a year and has never played yeah, on TV. I think I, I I thought I'd heard like the base salary is just under two hundred thousand or and something it, like and that. And he's just practice yeah. squad. He's never been. But think about on like TV. that guy, and like he doesn't know if he's gonna show up if he's gonna be on the practice team till or, the week before. You know, and like, oh, well, we don't really know what team you're going to be on. We don't just know. show up. Yeah. yeah just we you yeah. may be. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's just geez. it's oh, and, and we need you to pay us, you know, 50 bucks for you to get into the to the stadium. Just and during during practice, not even the not even the game. You could die. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know what I mean? You could be yeah. wheelchaired and yeah, for the rest of your life. I mean, ridiculous. it's ridiculous. Anyways, I'm um, not going to get into that. Yeah, I don't know. TJ, before we wrap this thing up, you got anything else? Nothing. Just um, just gonna be home for the week, shooting some YouTube videos, and right. that's about we're gonna it. we're working on getting the YouTube channel back up for the show. Did we talk about that on air? I think I think we did, but we got some computer yeah. issues for the new soundboard, which the soundboard yeah. is way better. So instead of trying to to Ooh, get away from it, we are going to actually bring another computer. computer which will yeah. help because it'll keep dark side off of the um, <laughs> the youtube channel the, the youtube comments the comments while he's trying to run the right yep. he's over there trying to to man the ship over here so right and then i know nobody cares but if you look up a motoheads garage 
that's my yours. YouTube yep. channel, and you get to see me and my wife is actually this coming up weekend going to do her very first race in a car. She's gonna we're gonna do an autocross, and we'll drop a video on that. I know nobody cares, but I'm still no, gonna promote cool. it. It's fun. Yeah. Um, excuse me. And then we got some bike builds coming up and all that kind right. of stuff. Um, so. And for anybody in the Texas area or if you guys are anywhere and want to travel down to Cycle Ranch in San Antonio, November 15th and 16th, uh, actually maybe 16th and 17th. Come down for my birthday? Yeah. Um, is this the, the next Fly Fun Day? I don't know if you guys remember. I went down to that event last year and uh, hung out. They have a bunch of vendors and you can go ride and Fly's putting it on, Fly Racing. Uh, like last year, Damon Bradshaw was there. He's going to be there this year, from what I understand. Uh, but be looking for, we'll be posting the. That's the, the whole reason to go. Just, Bradshaw? just go out there and hang out with Bradshaw. Yeah, absolutely. But we'll be posting the flyers once I get copies of them. But I think TJ's going to go with me. We're going to go down, set up the soundboard, maybe do some live recording at that event. Uh, so if you can make the trip to Cycle Ranch that weekend of the November 16th, come down and hang out with us. Uh, just look into it. Uh, stay tuned. We'll, we'll have more info as it comes. Again, thanks to all our sponsors, Works Wheels and Mods, Extreme Colors, Acherby's, X-Brand Goggles, Torque One Racing, Shock Socks, all Sport Dynamics, Blood Lubricants, Fly Racing, Power Band Racing. Uh, more to come next week. We'll probably do a show next week. Maybe, maybe not. Don't know yet. I think I'll be at work. Yeah, I haven't. We may skip next week. But uh, also, keep listening to the wrap-up show if you guys will. I've got to figure out how to wrap up episode 400 tomorrow night. I, I haven't the had a chance to listen chaos, to it, so but I don't I'm know what to. I'm going to do. Good luck with that. Yeah. And then the following week... Because Mathis is off, I'm going to do a wrap-up of episode two, or no, episode nine, that featured Ryan Villapoto and Jeremy McGrath back in like 2010. And then we're also going to wrap up episode 200. That was like Kiefer and uh, Kenny Watson was in. I got I don't remember. But uh, Randy Richardson and Gringo are going to do that with me. That'll be next week. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, can you call it a wrap-up or is it? Wouldn't it be like a, a classic commentary? We're going to call it the wrap-up because that's what the show is. It's All right. a wrap-up show. So we're going to wrap, wrap up. Let's wrap this up. Yeah. We're wrapping the, the Moto X Pod show up. Uh, that's it. DJ TJ, thanks for sitting in. Nothing? No. no. Oh, I said you did thumbs up, but nobody uh, heard yeah, it. Yeah, nobody heard the thumbs up. All right. We'll see you guys sometime in the near future.